are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day on the Locked on Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Booley of ZoneCoverage.com. And with me is Tony Abbott of The Athletic. Hey, what's up, Joe? And also with me is uh, Ben Remington from Giles and the Goalie. Hello. And how are you guys doing? You guys surviving? Yeah, uh, I mean, not easy, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think the biggest blow of this of these last few weeks for me, and, and I've been lucky that, whatever, this is this is the worst thing that's happened to me in the last week or so, but I do have to say I found out that I was allergic to avocado, which I did not know was possible. Interesting. Like, badly or, or just like kind of makes your mouth itch kind of thing? No, like kind of like I feel sick for the entire night if I eat an avocado. No, like stick, stick to your stomach kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's real oh, bad. Ooh, that's no good. So, oh. like, never never happened to me before. I'd been eating avocado for, uh, you know, over over fifteen years. Never had any sort of problem with it. Never had any like negative feelings. And then, uh, then the year the calendar hit two thousand twenty, and like every time I I was eating an avocado. I would get sick, but it took me a while to figure it out. But I finally figured it out. And, hmm. uh, huh. yeah, RIP me. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. The avocado runs through it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you any uh, strong food takes on avocados, Ben? I, I like avocados. I think they're, uh, they're a nice, versatile fat. Um, <laughs> they are, they're good on a lot of things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I saw a unique fact about avocados and it just happened to come up, uh, not even related to this uh, particular conversation that we were having right now. But uh, apparently avocados used to rely on like large animals depositing their uh, their seeds kind of around in new areas. And uh, if it weren't for humans harvesting the avocado and and then um, cult- cultivating it, mm-hmm. the avocado would have gone in- extinct. So weird. Because animals weren't eating it enough, or well, uh, you don't have large birds that can, you know, pass those things through. But how did it survive before humans cultivated it? Uh, like I don't know. (laughs) I'm confused. I I gotta go back to the thing. I'm pretty sure that there had there was a certain animal that became extinct. Oh, okay. Maybe it was an unladen swallow. <laughs> <laughs> but you grabbed yeah. it by the husk. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is, though, I'll, I'll soon be joining you guys in the uh, in the miracle of homeownership now that I don't have to eat avocado toast anymore. There you go. <laughs> and save my money. Yeah, well, you know, but you're going to lose your millennial card. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> The next yeah. thing you gotta learn is your blogger card. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I promise you, you, I haven't watched a Minnesota Wild game this year. I swear to God. <laughs> well, here I was thinking maybe since uh, times are tough, maybe you'd have to pawn off your kimono. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> are are Cinnabons essential now? <laughs> <laughs> They've always been essential. That's good. That's good. I'm going to go to the airport tomorrow and get a Cinnabon so I can keep my blogger card. There we go. 
<laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I could take avocados for the most part, take them or leave them. Uh, I'm certainly not requesting them on my food, but if it's there, I'll choke it down. Well, One uh, interesting thing uh, I found in my travels, I spent a lot of time in California, mm-hmm. and, like, that is California cuisine. Like, just put a goddamn avocado on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's that's their entire, like, culinary philosophy. Yeah. You Who know needs what? a BLT when you can have an avocado on it? Right. That's true. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? Actually, now that uh, now that I'm outside of 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 big avocados grasp, I can uh, <laughs> I can finally say this: uh, avocado on burgers kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't think it needs it. No, that's like no, the one not, thing you no, can't really you. put it on. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's way better on like tacos and such. Yeah, I. I would take a blue cheese or like a gorgonzola over an avocado any day on a. Oh burger. God, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got we got burger talk happening, guys. <laughs> Just call us the Minnesota Juicy Lucy. He's minor league team. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh? Is it is it harder for you guys to acquire a good burger now that there's the lockdown? Um. Yeah. I. I mean. Yes and no. I guess you can still like DoorDash or, or Uber Eats, all those places or whatever. Um, I honestly haven't really tried. I've made a lot of food at home, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going out, obviously, any as much as I used to, nor as far. So to try new places with new burgers or good burgers, it's um, probably a little more difficult. I mean, the 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 bar restaurant that's just down the block is is a nice place and their burgers are, are very good. But, uh, I do like to try other places in their burgers. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a, a show planned. Today. We do. <laughs> yeah. More than just food. But uh, since we have Ben on, we like to try to get in that food chatter because uh, he's got, you know, he's got those opinions. Ben's um, a foodie. He, I am. He likes to think he's a foodie. No, he is a foodie. <laughs> he's posted so many pictures on his Twitter. That's all you need to do. Yeah, that's that's it. That's the requirement. Oh, okay. Then, and, you have to be like, and you have to be pretentious about something involving food. Yeah, you you have to like you have to be like St. Louis style bagels are the only bagels you can eat. Exactly. Yeah, you got to find a topic to be an absolute dick about, and then post pictures of food. And well, everybody has to get mad at you because yeah, that too. I will say San Francisco sourdough bread is the only sourdough bread that you should eat. Oh, that's true though. There's that's a, there's, like, a, there's a million people baking at home that would disagree with you. <laughs> that's been anyway. scientifically proven, actually. The whole San Francisco sourdough thing. What sci- science is proven it, huh? Yeah. All right. I it like has science. to do with the the bacteria that exist in the area. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's multiple things you've learned already on this short segment. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about the recent uh, fan survey from the Athletic that uh, was completed, as well as um, kind of talk about uh, a couple of things from that. So let's take another short pause here, uh, here, and uh, get a, a get a message in from our sponsors and and whatnot. So uh, let's take a small break. You're listening to Locked On Wild. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. Here I've got uh, Tony and uh, special guest Ben Remington from Giles and the Goalie. Guys, there was a fan survey done on the Athletic about the Minnesota Wild. 
Yeah, so uh, so the fans got to weigh in about a number of issues, and and you can go check that out now. Uh, the athletic is uh, is free for ninety days, so uh, you can go read it. We'll just uh, be pulling out a couple of topics, but uh, the rest is worth reading for sure. Absolutely. Um, so the one that I think uh, we wanted to talk about first was uh, kind of the question that revolves around the window of when the Wild will become a contender again. Um, and that was when will the wild, uh, or I'm sorry, how long do you think it will be for the wild uh, are in a Stanley cup final? And um, let's, let's ask you guys first, what in, in the different ranges here, do you think it'll be one to two years, three to five years, six to 10 years, or I can't see it right now. Um, I, I voted. I can't see it right now. Um, okay. Just, just because, you know, it's really, really hard to win a Stanley Cup. Um, and, you know, sure, there, there's paths to it. There's definitely paths to it. Like, you could you could lay out a plan as to what the Wild could do to win or to get to a Stanley Cup. I just don't know that I trust them yet at this point to execute on that. And maybe I'm just super pessimistic. I don't know. Um, but I just, I, uh, like... The, the steps that they would have to take, I just, I don't know. I don't know that I, I buy that they'll be able to pull it off. So right now, uh, I'm, I'm looking at this team, and I, I'm looking at this team, like, assuming that, like, nothing, like, franchise-changing happens, right? Like, uh, you know, maybe they're able to trade for a center this offseason, but I'm, I'm not going to assume that they're going to get a, a star center on the trade market, for example. Um, I mean, like they might be able to, uh, to get a good draft pick in the next couple years, you know, maybe, maybe pull, uh, out a, uh, you know, pull out a really good player, but I'm not going to assume that they're going to win a draft lottery, for example, like this year and, and select like an Alex Lafreniere and get like anything, you know, franchise changing. So just assuming that nothing like unforeseen and franchise changing happens, I, am probably in the same boat as Ben where where I, I don't see it right now. Uh just because I, I think the timelines of this team are kind of a little funky right now where you have like a lot of the excitement coming from your guys like Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov who like both are gonna be very exciting and, and I expect you know I expect very, very good things for both those players next year. But past that at the forward group, like a lot of the potential star power is still in, in the, uh, in the either the junior leagues or, or will be going to uh, the NHL or is in college, like your Matt Boldy types, your Alex Hovanovs. Uh, those guys aren't going to be ready for another year or two. And I, I don't think this forward group is going to have what it takes until they get, you know, those guys in the NHL and contributing at a high level. Like, um, and then by the time those guys do get there, let's say another, you know, couple years, right. How is that defense going to hold up? You know, Ryan Suter's going to be 37 at that time. Jared Spurgeon's going to be past 30. Um, even, even, you know, if you keep both Matt Dumba and, and, uh, and, and Jonas Brodine, like you're, you're going to need to have some slack picked up somewhere with, uh, with a player like Suter falling off. So mm-hmm. like, I, I just think for now the timelines are weird and that's not even getting into the question of goaltending. And that's where I, I think I initially voted in this as three to five years that I think, 
a lot of things can change in a short amount of time. And I think if you're projecting three to five years, that's about how long a, a GM kind of has for a leash. If he doesn't figure out a way to get them at least competitive and back in the postseason, So I'm kind of almost saying three to five years and that it better be kind of three to five years in a sense <laughs> uh, for, for the sake of, of, for Bill Guerin as, as a GM. Um, but I do think that there are things that can be done in that amount of time to, to, address the goaltending to get a center. Um, I don't see it either next year, maybe even the year after, but um, I could see a path at about year four or five that could see them actually be competitive enough to make it to a Western conference final, but they have to address a lot of things that currently that are unforeseen, but um, you know, like, like goaltending, I, I just I think it can be done, um, but it's probably longer than than us right now can probably project. So probably the right answer for me. I don't know about a, a Stanley Cup final, but uh, I think they're going to get back to at least playoff prominence again. Um, and uh, who knows who they run into that year and who's good that year, but. Um, I, I can. I, I think there's a way, and I think it has to do deal with uh, Bill Guerin actually playing it and having things fall for him perfectly. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, it's it's it, there. There, yeah, like I said, there is a way you can map it out. I mean, you, you know, you, in in a perfect world, you do this, you do that, and this happens, and that happens. It works, mm-hmm. but I just don't know that that's going to be the way the chips fall for the Wild. Like we've talked about, I mean, on that shopping list is a goalie and um, also a number one center. And those are also themes in this athletic survey. Those are not easy things to come by. And no, you can no. you can map out plans to get uh, a top 10-ish goalie that you would need. You can map out plans to get a first-line center that you need. It's not necessarily going to happen. And it's not necessarily going to happen that easily. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm at with my negativity. And I, I, I agree that it's just going to take such a, a, a big amount of luck and a lot of different things to do, right? You're going to have to find a center that can, uh, that can keep up with your top-line wingers. Those top-line wingers, it's not a given that those guys are going to be stars yet either, too. Um, I, I think we saw a lot out of Kevin Fiala this year that that made me very happy, very excited. And according to the survey, <laughs> it made a lot of other people very excited too. But when you look at that, like look at some of the teams that Minnesota is going to be competing in the Western Conference, right? A lot of those teams have two really dynamic forwards. St. Louis, uh, they'll, they'll have Vladimir Tarasenko and then Robert Thomas, had a sneaky great year this year. Colorado has Miko Randon and Nathan McKinnon. Winnipeg has Mark Shifley and Patrick Laine. Um you you have Vancouver with Brock Besser and uh and uh Elias Pettersson. Like mm-hmm. um they're having those two top forwards uh play to their potential and that's if they can do it, but if they can do it like that alone is kind of just going to pull you even with some of these young, exciting teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, that just kind of gets you on that level. 
And then to distinguish from that, yeah, you're you're gonna have to get like a number one center. You're gonna have to find a, a solution to goalie, which is as we know, like, you know, Minnesota like got super lucky when Devin Dubnik fell into their laps. Can mm-hmm. they do that again? You know? Right. Are you guys surprised at all with the results where they the majority of fans chose the three to five year window with the runner up being kind of where you guys are sitting at with uh, they can't see it. Like there's really no in between there or even sooner. Yeah. Well, I think two things. I think fans have to be optimistic about the future of their team. Otherwise, why are you here? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I think wild fans are also frustrated and they're realistic in that they know this team isn't particularly close right now. I mean, they, they probably would have made the playoffs this year, maybe, but you can't, you know, look anybody in the eye and tell them that this is a really good hockey team and that there isn't, you know, you know, pretty noticeable flaws to it. So I think that that's what it is. I think it's the fan condition, but at the same time, you know, wild fans don't think that Kirill Kaprizov alone is going to make this a Stanley Cup contending team. You have to take this in context with where Minnesota was last year as compared to where they were this year, right? Last year, you had Minnesota doing these unpopular trades, uh, having no franchise player or anyone that looks like a franchise player, and, um, and you know, being stuck with a, a GM that everyone was just like, this guy is, is too incompetent to be, like, a real existing GM. Like, I can't <laughs> believe that this guy got a job. And mm-hmm. now, you know, this year, you know, Minnesota has, uh, I mean, like, uh, hope, cash, and jobs, basically. Uh, <laughs> they have, uh, they have a new GM. They have a, uh, they have, uh, not one, but, but two players that they can envision being a superstar next year. And, you know, like that is going to do a lot for a fan base that has not seen anything but, uh, but mediocrity and frustration. Yeah. I, I guess uh, I'm not real surprised either. I think you got your fans that uh, your season ticket holders that are stakeholders that want to, that they almost want to see this come around uh, faster than maybe what other people are. And I do think that there are people more on the pessimistic side too, that think that uh, this team just can't seem to do anything right or, or, um, or that it's one of those things where it's been almost 20 years now with a franchise in existence that how can you expect anything to change anything anytime soon? So uh, I get where you're coming from. We're going to talk prospects in the next segment. So we'll take another short break here. You're listening to lockdown wild on the lockdown podcast network. Welcome back for the final segment here on Locked on Wild on your Monday show. Again, you can get in touch with us via Twitter at Locked on Wild as well as our inbox, LockedOnWild at gmail.com. It's your best way to uh, drop us a line and say hi. We know you're quarantining probably along with us. And uh, if you guys want to feel like you need to get out in touch with somebody that um, – you know, you just need some interaction <laughs> that's not uh, the same four walls. Feel free to reach out to us and drop us our, in, in our inbox. All right, guys, there was another question in the survey that I wanted to talk about, and it had to deal with prospects. Um, so I'm just going to ask you guys this, and we'll start, Tony, for you to answer. But uh, other than Kaprasov, which wild prospect excites you the most? Uh, for me, it is Matt Boldy. Uh, I, I think that you can make a, a really good case for Alex Hovanov. 
and I would probably be extremely split between them. I think it's Boldy by a hair just because he's he's been kind of a plant your flag guy for me. And like uh, um, I'm pretty attached to that, but like when you look at uh, when you look at his size and his physicality and his skill, I think you saw what happens when it all comes together in the, in the second half for Boston uh, when he produced like like crazy. Um, I think that uh, that he does a lot of things um, off the score sheet uh, just from uh, the games that I've seen him in on TV. I think he does a lot of things off the score sheet that will make him a you know a, a really good player uh in the NHL um especially like if he can score like if he can score and do the offensive possession stuff that he can do if he can uh if he can play defense uh the way that it looks like he can in college um then like I think that you have you know your chance to get your own like maybe like just being extremely optimistic right because like these prospects can be mm-hmm. anything but like I, I, I can see like maybe a little bit of Mark Stone in that game. Really? Okay. All right, Ben. Uh what's your uh prospect that you're kind of looking forward to? Um oh I'm I voted for Kovanoff in this particular one. Um I'm I'm with Tony on Boldy, and I think it is a very close call. Um, but Kovanoff just you know, seems to uh maybe be a higher scoring upside. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, you're really splitting hairs and I really like both prospects. So I'm not going to, to, I'm not going to really rail on one, one point or another, but the, the main issue that I took with, well, how things were voting was, uh, Capo Kakinen won, um, which I found really weird. Cause it's like, you know, we, we kind of know the book on him and, and don't get me wrong. I, I'll be the first person to tell you goalies are, a complete crapshoot. They're total psychopaths, and you don't know what you're getting out of them. Um, <laughs> but and 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 they can peak at any time, and they can fall off the face of the earth at any time. As we've seen with Devin Dubnik, I mean, he's nobody is, has ebb and flowed more than Dubnik in his time here with Minnesota. Um, I, I just I don't I don't want people to get too excited about Kakinen. I don't know that he is going to be. Uh, an NHL starter. I don't think that there's any guarantee of that whatsoever. Not that people are guaranteeing it, but I just, I don't know that he's the second most exciting prospect uh, or the most exciting prospect, not named Kaprizov. Uh, I would agree that goaltenders are, are a bit goofy um, <laughs> in, in that sense. And, and so I guess maybe that's what kind of scared me away in this vote as well. I actually did side with Tony on this with Matt Boldy just because of the first overall or first uh, first round pick for the Minnesota Wild, the size, the, the what he can do on the ice. I, for me, with with Havanov and Adam Beckman, like their numbers absolutely jumped off the page last year, and it was fun to kind of follow and chronicle as they were going through it, but. The the thing is, is like the NCAA is. I would say it's a, it's a higher league than what the juniors are. And I know that there's some really good players that come out of Canadian major juniors, but um, I, I just feel like, okay, that was a great year. Now, if you make the jump to pro, let's see you do kind of the same thing. Or if you go back to juniors again, because you can't go back, can't go into the uh, American hockey league. Like, I don't know. Like, let's see you have a repeat year. Don't 
piss and moan about not making it into you know, into the NHL or something this year. You know, just just go back, have another solid year, try to see if you can repeat what you did. And so I'm kind of more of it with Beckman and Hovanov is is more of like a okay, you you showed me what you're capable of. Now do it again. Whereas I think with Matt Boldy, I think you saw a lot of growth throughout the year. And with the type of um, scout scouting reports that we've seen with the type of uh, the body type and all that stuff, I think what you've seen is more of a, of a, of a growth with him. And I do think like he's going to go back to the NCAA with Boston college and, and play again. And, uh, but I, I am more ready for him or more, um, confident that we're going to see some growth as he continues to play at the NCAA and, and continue to um, show off those tools that, that we, we got glimpses of this year. Well, before we, before we erase uh, Capo Kakinen from this discussion, right? I, I want to ask you guys something. Can you tell me how many goalies in Iowa had more games played and a higher save percentage than Capo Kakinen this year? <laughs> how many goalies in Iowa? No, I'm sorry. In, in the AHL, in, in the AHL. <laughs> Um, probably not many. He had a really good year. Zero. Yeah. yeah. He had the, uh, out of all the qualified goalies, he had the fourth highest save percentage at 927. A uh, guy named Connor Ingram. I don't know how old he is. I don't know if he's a, as, if he's a prospect or not. Uh, 97 birthday. So, uh, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty young. That's 23 years old. So, uh, he had one fewer game with a, with a higher save percentage and then there are a couple other guys who had 25 games with uh, with uh, 934 and 936. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about a, a guy who went to Iowa this year um, who I, I think acquitted himself fine in the NHL when he was given his cup of coffee Absolutely. there. And then, you know, like the numbers here are, are, are pretty good in his favor. Uh, fourth highest save percentage, like I said, and led the uh, and, and led the AHL in shutouts. Yeah, and, and and I don't think that he can't possibly be a good NHL goalie. Like I said, goalies are weird and unpredictable and all that jazz. Um, I just don't – I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be – like 100% going to be the answer like some Wild fans might think he is. I'm not saying that we're not going to see Kakinen in the NHL maybe even early as next year, um, maybe a little bit more often. Um I just don't see him at this point. I'm not excited about him in, in the way that I am like a Matt Boldy who who could come in soon um, or even like a Havana or an Adam Beckman. Uh, with, 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 with Kakanen, I, I still am very um, touch and go with him. Like I think he's got some skill. I think he's got some talent there, and I think he's going to be very good. I just – we've also seen him be very bad too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so I am kind of, I guess I'm more cautious with, with Kakinen and kind of w- what I'm seeing there. Uh, and, and until we get like a, a decent, um, I guess, metric or, or some w- a way to scout goaltenders where um, you can really kind of bank on like, okay, yeah, this goaltender is good. He's going to be good. Uh, we know that this, this goal but by this particular number or how he, how he 
fares well in, in certain areas and, and by in against certain shots, like, okay, the, he's going to be able to uh, be a pretty solid goal tender in the future as well. Um, and we just don't have that. And we don't really even have that for regular prospects, but I think that you're uh, never going to get that for goaltending because it's such a mental game. And that's just it. And I, I guess I don't know enough about the mental side to, to Kacken and to feel confident yet in him. I gotcha. Is there any other prospect that you're maybe surprised didn't do a little bit better? Um, I, I'm pretty sold on Brennan Manel. I, I think that, uh, he's a player that, um, probably got overlooked in this, uh, in this one, didn't get a whole lot of votes, but, uh, I think he's been mostly pretty damn solid in Iowa since he started down there last season. And, um, I think he's a, he's a real fine player that I think could come up and, and, and he did come up a little bit, I think in injury relief, but, uh, I think if you got more time, I think we'd see this kid grow. What about you? Maybe Kalen Addison or something? I've always been kind of a big Connor DeWar fan. I'm interested to see what he develops into. And maybe it's just, uh, you know, kind of a sneaky, productive third liner. Um, but I've always been a little bit of a fan of his because uh, I, I think they got a decent value on him. I believe he was a, th- a third-round pick. So um, I'm interested to see what, what, where he goes. I've been somebody who looks at or who's been uh, looking lately at Vladislav Firstov, and like I, I, he wouldn't be my number one choice or anything like that. But I, I would be more excited to see uh, to see Vladislav Firstov than I would, you know, Nico Sturm or even uh, even Mitchell Chaffee, who who got some votes on this poll. Louis Belpedio for sure. I like. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to Louis Belpedio. I'm sure he's a nice kid. Um, I, 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 I don't really, I, I don't see being more excited about Louis Belpedio than I, I, I do for someone like Vladislav first off, but yeah, like, um, I, I suppose, uh, I suppose Kalen Addison is such a recent addition that that probably had something to do with why he's not, uh, better represented here. Maybe. Sure. Sure. Um, I know you and I, I have talked uh, first off on this show before, but, uh, you know, and we've talked a little bit of Connor Dewar as well, but, um, is there anything about his game, uh, Ben, that uh, you're like, yeah, this really, to me really sticks out and why I kind of like it. Well, I think he's, he's a good offensive talent and and not to say that, that he doesn't play defense, but I think he's a a very, uh, you know, I've seen him be very, a creative playmaker. Mm -hmm. And then that's something that, you know, uh, maybe, might get crapped on a little bit um, if you're not a pure goal scorer, which which everyone uh, kind of likes to to inappropriate things to. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't know what rating this show was. Um, but I, I think that you need that. I mean, you need a creative. Think of like a guy like Mikel Granlin. Like, yeah, I don't know that Dewar is going to be uh, get to that sixty points in the NHL threshold. But a guy like that, a guy that can create a guy, you know, especially a guy who can inject some offense into your bottom six, um, you know, with some kind of playmaking like that, um, you know, like a, maybe a better version of, you know, like a Justin Fontaine who was kind of sneaky productive in the time that he played, um, didn't do a whole lot else, but uh, a better version of that or, or a lesser version of Mikel Granlin, just with that, that kind of, uh, uh, you know, crafty playmaking ability, despite being a little bit smaller in stature. 
my God, I think that's like the third or fourth time Justin Bonte has been mentioned on this podcast in like the last week and a half. <laughs> well, it's because he had Pete on, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, any last uh, any last comments or thoughts from you guys? No. No? Okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Ben, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitters at Ben Remington. Um, also, Giles and the Goalie podcast available anywhere you can find a podcast. And Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OhiTony. I'll post my work there when it comes. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. And uh, you can find my work at ZoneCoverage.com. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time that there's a new episode and you don't have to do any work for it. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us out and get found by other wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at LockedOnWild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday until maybe some games replay. Uh, just stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.